Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Jump into the epic world of Avatar The Last Airbender with Nickelodeon's official companion podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Listen to Avatar, Braving the Elements on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. President Biden has officially tested negative for covid and he got his doctor's approval to come out of isolation. Yes, which is great, really is great. It's also the only positive approval he has at the moment, you know? But that's a start, that's a start. In economic news, the Federal Reserve has announced that it will be raising interest rates yet again to try and fight inflation. Yeah, so your ability to buy a house has gone from no chance to what part of no chance don't you understand? And in pandemic news, two new studies have concluded that COVID-19 almost certainly started at the Wuhan market. Yeah, and I'm so glad we have this information because I mean, now it's clear what we have to do, right? We gotta build a time machine and go back in time two years <laughs> and invest in Peloton because it's gonna blow up when the, po- when the pandemic hits, it's gonna be huge, make a lot of money. Seriously, what are we, like, what are we supposed to do with this information now? What are we going to do with that? It came from the Wuhan market. Well, well, I'm not buying my groceries there anymore. <laughs> Cancel Instacart order. <laughs> oh, and finally, the jackpot for the mega millions lottery is now sitting at over a billion dollars. <laughs> billion. Which is like a week's worth of gas. <laughs> and just, just by the way, just by the way, can I just say how I, I love how people hate paying taxes, but if you think about it, a lottery is really just taxes, right? We all put our money into a thing, and then it goes to someone, and then everyone's like, yeah, this is fair, this is fair. But then if you, if you say to everyone, let's take that money and put a billion dollars into schools, everyone's like, taxes are bullshit! Oh, I don't wanna pay taxes! I don't. Then you're like, okay, let's all put our money in, and then one person gets it, everyone's like, yeah, this is great, this is fantastic. This is a fair system, I don't know why we don't all do it. Actually, actually, there's another thing. Uh, the Justice Department is now actively investigating Donald Trump's involvement in the plot to overturn the election. Yeah, another investigation. And I don't know, guys, at this point, I feel like the Justice Department is just gonna have to dedicate an entire division to Trump. You know, just give him his own one. You know, like they'll have National Security Division, the Civil Rights Division, and then the, what the hell did Donald Trump do now division? <laughs> Because, you know, it's going to be a high-stress environment. It's basically going to sound like a, a fast-food joint during the dinner rush. You know, it's just like, we got two tax evasions! Uh, we got three witness tamperings! We got a serving of corruption! And don't forget the porn star on the side! Come on! We got crimes, people! Keep it moving! Keep it moving! But anyway, let's move on to some of the bigger news stories of the day. Starting with China. First name, made in. For decades now, the world has been worried about if or when China would choose to invade Taiwan. And the reason for this is that China has said that Taiwan is part of China. 
but they're out there in the streets acting like they're single. And because China knows that invading Taiwan could spark an international incident, they haven't done it, right? But since Russia invaded Ukraine and basically only got canceled on Twitter, it's been reported that the Chinese government thinks that now might be the perfect time to strike. Yeah, it's the same way I saw my friend Brian telling his mom to go to hell. And I thought, wow, that's a cool idea. I'm gonna go tell my mom off too. Yeah. That was the day I made the very painful discovery that my mom has a very different parenting style than Brian's mom. <laughs> very different. Anyway, Russia is basically Brian, right? And so China is preparing to take what they say is rightfully theirs. But it turns out if they wanna get to Taiwan, they're gonna need to go through Nancy Pelosi. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's plan to visit Taiwan has created a stir in both Beijing and Washington. Tensions are running high between the U.S. and China amid talks of a visit by U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi to Taiwan. U.S. officials are working to convince Pelosi of the diplomatic risks of her potential trip. Beijing is furious over a potential trip by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi to Taiwan. China sees the self-world island as a breakaway province that must be reunified with the mainland. Beijing is against any move that appears to acknowledge Taiwan as an independent country or makes the U.S. relationship more formal. And just yesterday, China's Defense Department urged the U.S. to cancel Pelosi's visit. The department spokesperson said, quote, if the U.S. insists on taking its own course, the Chinese military will never sit idly by. God damn. Oh, they make it sound like the Chinese military is just gonna run over Nancy Pelosi with a tank. You know, completely destroy her. I mean, that would be good preparation for the midterms, but still, I don't know why she would go there. And I know what you're thinking right now. I know what you're thinking. You're like, why is Nancy Pelosi trying to provoke a war, huh? Did she buy stock in bomb shelters last week? Hey, show some respect. Those other stock trades were just lucky guesses. No, the truth is Nancy Pelosi has been a big champion of Taiwanese independence for decades now. It's her thing. But this still is a big headache for Joe Biden, right? Between inflation, Ukraine, gas prices, and the midterms, the man does not have time to get into a war with China. I mean, that's probably the reason COVID left him so quickly. The virus was like, my man, you dealing with a bunch of shit right now. I'm a bounce. But I'll be back in a few weeks. I can do that now. You, you gotta handle yourself. You know, you know what Nancy's doing here? Because the administration is like, don't do it, Nancy. And Nancy's like, I'm going anyway. She's doing that classic thing where like drunk white women get into a fight on behalf of their men. You know that thing? Where they're just like, you know what? We're not gonna take this. My boyfriend's gonna kick your ass. And the boyfriend's like, no, Nancy, 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 shut up, shut up, Nancy. Nancy, this is China. It's like, I don't care. Yeah, my boyfriend knows karate. It's like, God damn it, Nancy, just get in the car. Get in the car, Nancy. No one wants a world war. Oh, and speaking of a potential world war, we should definitely talk about the battle that's brewing over Instagram. You know, the best app to see which of your high school friends are involved in pyramid schemes. If you've been on Instagram lately, you may have noticed that it, um, it sucks, right? <laughs> Everything is an ad, and your feed is full of people you don't follow, which is so confusing. Yeah, because I'm scrolling, and I start reading someone's post, and I'm like, do I, do I know this person? Was I supposed to be at this wedding? And then you look and it says, because you follow your friend, we thought you might like a post from a stranger. No, I don't. <laughs> like, it's a cute dress. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, everyone. Everyone's been complaining about Instagram. 
Right? Everyone's been complaining, but they haven't been forced to respond until now because the royal family of Instagram has stepped into the fray. Instagram is defending itself after users started complaining about changes to the social media platform. It all started Monday when Kylie Jenner and Kim Kardashian posted messages on Instagram saying, make Instagram Instagram again. Stop trying to be TikTok. Users appeared to have agreed slamming Instagram for pushing more video content rather than pictures. CEO Adam Mosseri responded on Twitter saying the changes are designed to improve the user experience. I do believe that more and more of Instagram is gonna become video over time. We see this even if we change nothing. Mosseri said the changes will help people discover new content, but he said users can turn off recommendations for one month if they don't like what's in their feed. Yeah, that's right, people. You thought Instagram was for pictures of your friends. Well, that's over. Yeah, you were always bitching about brunch pics. Now you're gonna be begging to see them. Be like, please, was it eggs? Was it avocado toast? I just wanna know what my friends were eating. Too bad, you ain't never gonna see your friends again. (laughs) And it really sucks, man. It sucks because we choose who to follow for a reason. Now they're just gonna switch it on us? You can't do that, you know? Like the 12 disciples were followers of Jesus, right? They chose Jesus. Can you imagine if one day someone was just like, today's sermon will be delivered by Ja Rule. <laughs> and be like, no, wait, wait, I wanted to hear from Jesus. Like, no, no, trust us, this'll be better. Take it away, Ja Rule. <laughs> thou shalt always be there when thou calls. Thou shalt always be on time and gave you my laws. Even worse, it seems like Instagram wants to get into the algorithm game. And that's what I'm worried about, because it's gonna change everything. Because you see, the thing is, algorithms, they're only about engagement, right? They only feed you things that make you angry, make you sad, make you horny. <laughs> and the problem with that is that it all happens within a few posts, so it's an emotional roller coaster. You know, just like, oh, I'm so mad about this random racist event, and I'm sad about all the poverty, and God damn, that ass is fine. <laughs> voted for Trump! Ah! Jump into the epic world of Avatar The Last Airbender with Nickelodeon's official companion podcast Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Listen to Avatar, Braving the Elements on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Ah. Vladimir Putin has announced that he will unblock Ukraine's ports. And this is good news but I trust Putin's deals as much as I would trust Elon Musk around my wife, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> also, WWE founder Vince McMahon has been forced to retire after it came out that he may have paid up to $15 million to hush up sexual misconduct allegations over the last 20 years. Yeah, yeah, and you know something's over the line when pro wrestling catches it, because those refs never see anything, you know? <laughs> In celebrity news, Drake is under fire for posting a picture of a random woman that he saw at a restaurant to his Instagram saying that he tried to airdrop the picture to her so she could see how hot she looked. Yeah. (laughs) And and, and while it's not like the worst thing in the world, I think we can all agree it's a little creepy, you know? In fact, as punishment, Drake should have to ride the subway and then let all the creeps airdrop their dick pics to him, you know? (laughs) And be like, ah, shit, why does it look like a cauliflower? And of course, the most exciting thing that happened over the weekend, we got the first trailer for Black Panther 2. 
And I don't know if you saw it, but that trailer was amazing. And it was so black. What? <laughs> Yo, black people, black people were celebrating that trailer the same way white people celebrate when Trader Joe's drops a brand new frozen meal. <laughs> They're like, pumpkin ravioli, what? <laughs> All right, but let's get into the big news of the day. Starting with the major announcement from the World Health Organization. And yes, you already know the news is gonna be bad. Because the World Health Organization, they never call us to say, hey guys, we just wanna let you know the world is healthy, everything's fine. No. <laughs> they only pop up to say shit like this. With cases rapidly on the rise, this morning, the World Health Organization is sounding the alarm on monkeypox, declaring the virus a global health emergency. Across the country, the numbers are steadily rising. Less than two weeks ago, the CDC listed just over 1,400 confirmed cases nationwide. Now, that number has nearly doubled with cases in all but five states. The nation's epicenter, New York, where nearly 900 people have been infected. The last time the World Health Organization made this designation was January of 2020 in response to COVID-19. Why? Why? Another global health emergency? No! just got done with ignoring this pandemic. I don't know if I can handle another one. My heart can't take this. And also, why is New York the epicenter again? Huh? Haven't we been through enough? Hurricane Sandy, coronavirus, the Knicks. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. Sandy wasn't a complete disaster. Seriously, people. And what, what is it about New York? Why, why do diseases love it? You know, what is it about this place outside of like the rats and the cockroaches and the subways full of feces and piles of garbage on the sidewalk? I, outside of all of that, why do diseases love New York? <laughs> now, the good news and the big difference between monkeypox and COVID is so far, monkeypox doesn't seem as dangerous, so far. Still gotta take it seriously. But for most people, it gives you some painful boils for like a few days and then it's gone. Yeah, and after COVID, I'm not gonna lie, that doesn't phase me. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, is this gonna kill a million people and shut down the planet? No? Well, then I'm taking these boils to the club, baby. Hey, <laughs> hey. Now, you may have noticed that online or somewhere else, people are saying that monkeypox is a gay disease. Please understand that that is not true, all right? Yes, gay men who are very sexually active are at higher risk of getting the disease because it's transmitted through touch, but it is not a gay disease, okay? Anyone can get it. So while we should make sure the gay communities get the support that they need, we also shouldn't stigmatize them and make it seem like monkeypox is their disease. The same way COVID, the same way COVID wasn't a Chinese person's disease, the same way AIDS wasn't an African person's disease, all right? No matter where a disease starts, if you don't stomp it out, it could spread out to the larger population. It's how diseases work. You know, some disease might start in a frat house, but if you don't stop it, one day your granny could be on the phone with you like, I don't have much longer, sweetie. The doctors say I've got boy fever. It's, <laughs> it's really bad. So let's not blame any one group of people here for monkeypox. The ones we should be blaming are the monkeys. <laughs> yeah, don't forget, all these diseases come from monkeys. And it's not a mistake, they're trying to kill us. <laughs> yeah, because you, you see, remember, we used to roll with the monkeys. And then what do we do? We secretly went away, we got clothes and computers, <laughs> and we left our monkey brothers behind. Yeah. And then they're like, all right, screw you guys. You said you were going to the shop to buy cigarettes, and now you built cities and shit, and you left us naked in the bushes eating bananas. We're gonna show you! 
even though, even though it's an emergency, let's not get too stressed out, right, about something that may or may not become a worldwide disaster. Because we've already got a worldwide disaster to focus on. It's called climate change. Yeah, it's the reason everyone was sweating so much this weekend, they managed to make weight for the big fight. But I'm an accountant, you made weight, get in there, champ. <laughs> Last week, we saw how the heat was affecting Europe, right? Temperatures were hitting record highs, wildfires were in multiple countries, and now the US is experiencing the same thing. Many cities are seeing record-breaking temperatures, meters hitting triple digits in areas throughout the Northeast, and that could be the case the rest of the week as well. That's right, at least four cities set new marks, including Boston, Newark. In California, the Oak Fire has burned at least 10 structures. These newlyweds coming back to their home to find it reduced to ash. Many wondering if they'll even have a home to come back to. Wildfire sending residents fleeing in the West. Emergency crews in Yosemite National Park working day and night on the ground and in the air, trying to contain the more than 15,000 acre oak fire. This is the not so mighty Rio Grande near Albuquerque, New Mexico. High temps and extreme drought have caused water levels to drop to their lowest point in about 40 years. These new satellite images showing just how much water Lake Mead has lost to a massive drought. Its water levels are at their lowest point since 1937. That is just after the lake was created by the Hoover Dam. Yeah, it looks like the world is on fire and soon all of our drinking water will be gone. So joke's on you, monkeypox. Yeah, you can't kill us if we're killing ourselves first, bitch. Humans, 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 humans. Yeah, we're all gonna die. But once again, we're being reminded if humanity doesn't get our act together soon, Mother Nature's gonna handle this problem herself. The thunderstorms are gonna become more thundery. The droughts are gonna be more droughty. Planet's gonna be so hot, Drake is gonna airdrop it a picture of itself. <laughs> I mean, did you guys feel how hot it was this weekend? Did you feel it? Yeah. That shit was no joke, my sweat was sweating. <laughs> For a second, I thought my Uber made a mistake and dropped me off in hell. I said 14 streets! <laughs> It was so hot. I was just walking into random stores just like to steal their air conditioning. I'm not gonna lie. And when I say every store, I mean every store. Even stores I had zero business being inside. And the worst thing is, you know when you do that, you have to act like you actually wanna buy something even when you don't. So, um, you guys, uh, you don't do custom eye holes, yeah? Yeah? Uh, it's all just off the rack. Okay, yeah, yeah. And you said the crosses are not self-burning, but you, you can get an easy light version online? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna come back. I'm just gonna go to Sephora because I need to get some of whatever they sell. And uh, yeah, I'll be back, I'll be back. What, what was your name again? Wizard? Wizard? All right, thank you, thank you. No, I'll be back, I'll be back. Yeah, I'll be back. Yeah, I'll definitely come back. I did not go back. But again, let's not get too stressed about this disaster that could end human life on Earth because we can still change it. And besides, we need to save some of our stress for another existential threat, the robot apocalypse. And Russia, a supremely bad move at the Moscow Chess Open. A chess playing robot apparently malfunctioned and broke its young opponent's finger. We see the robot taking one of the boy's pieces, but when he makes a move quickly, the robot grabbed his finger hard enough to break it. Officials say the seven-year-old didn't wait long enough before that next move, but he was back playing the next day. So, so that robot tried to kill that child and everyone just went back the next day like nothing happened? 
Also, who is programming a chess robot with enough strength to break a human hand? This is chess, not UFC. What is this, rook to chokehold, bitch? I actually would watch more chess if there was chokeholds, I'm not gonna lie. But this is how it starts, people. Siri stops listening to you. A chess robot breaks a seven-year-old's finger. Next thing you know, your Roomba's sneaking up behind you with a knife. Prepare to die, humans, prepare to die. Where are you, humans, prepare to die? Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney, the voice of Korra on The Legend of Korra. And me, Dante Bosco, the voice of Zuko on The Last Airbender and General Iroh on The Legend of Korra. Each week we'll recap and discuss another episode of The Last Airbender. I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but... Amazing guests stop by from creators to cast to super fans to chat all things Avatarverse. Are we saying that this is possible in the Avatar universe? Varney, we gotta spread the word. Now fans can also check out our weekly video pods too by subscribing to the official Avatar YouTube channel. That's a lot of fire, isn't it? That's right, we're on video this season, everybody. So whether you're a super fan with encyclopedic knowledge or you're brand new to this incredible world, it's Fire Nation time, Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar, Braving the Elements on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Jeopardy has finally chosen its permanent hosts. And no, it's not Steve Harvey. He's too busy doing every other game show. <laughs> it's actually gonna be Mayim Bialik and Ken Jennings. Yeah. That's really, really great for them. Congratulations to my man, Ken. Or as your grandfather calls them, not Alex Trebek and lady, not Alex Trebek. <laughs> In sports news, the NFL has announced that they are launching their own streaming service, which is fantastic because I don't know about you guys, but we just don't have enough of them right now, you know? <laughs> and this app is apparently gonna have all of the pre-season games, which is kind of like paying to watch the story part in porn. But I guess that's what some people like. <laughs> so this is gonna be good. In politics news, Mike Pence says he's being treated differently now that he's no longer vice president and that he had to recently wait 25 minutes for a table at Olive Garden. <laughs> yeah. Which sucks, yes, but on the upside, Trump supporters aren't trying to kill him anymore. So I mean, huh? Huh? Pros and cons. Pros and cons. I will say, it is a little wild to me that Mike Pence even goes to Olive Garden. Like, I think it's dangerous to eat at an Olive Garden when you look so much like a breadstick. <laughs> Someone like, oh, sorry, sorry, sir, sorry. And of course, of course, I'm sure you've all heard the sad news. After nearly 40 years, Klondike is discontinuing the Choco Taco. Yeah, it's not me, it's not me, it's them. I know, it's outrageous. The Choco Taco is the perfect American fusion of cultures, right? It's, it's Mexican and sugar. And how are you gonna get rid of the Choco Taco before getting rid of the popsicle, huh? Nobody likes those, these are dildos that give you brain freeze, come on. But anyway, Let's move on to some of the bigger news stories of the day. And we're gonna start off with the Catholic Church, the world's number one manufacturer of atheists. The Catholic Church <laughs> has made many, many positive contributions to society in the fields of art and science and philosophy. And if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have come up with the smoke machines in the club, you know? <laughs> but the church has also done some bad things over the last, say, 2,000 years. Which is why, in a really positive development, Pope Francis is seeking absolution for the church's sins. 
On his first full day in Canada, Pope Francis delivered a historic apology for the, quote, evil committed by so many Christians against Indigenous people. At the site of a former residential school in the Canadian city of Masquachese, Pope Francis was greeted with sacred drumming and dance, rituals the church once sought to erase for around a century. More than 150,000 Native children were taken from their families to attend government-funded residential schools, most of them run by the Catholic Church. They faced rampant neglect physical and sexual abuse while being forced to assimilate. It was here the Pope issued a historic apology. I am here because the first step of my penitential pilgrimage among you is that of again asking forgiveness. Man, you know what, say what you want? I love this Pope, I really do. Yeah, because ever since he's come into office or into power or <laughs> ever since he's gotten the gig, what do they even say? <laughs> Whatever it is, he's done a really good job of trying to right the Catholic Church's wrongs. You know, he's reached out to other faiths. He said gay people can get into heaven. And don't forget, he added a pop and lock to the sign of the cross. You know, he's just like, <laughs> On top of that, on top of that, he's apologizing to indigenous people in Canada for the role the Catholic Church played in trying to erase their culture. I'm glad he's doing that. It also must have been a shock to Canadians, you know? Someone coming and apologizing to them. You just be like, I'm sorry. It's like, no, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and you know, beyond the Pope, yeah, the Pope is great in all of this. But you know who the heroes of the story are? The indigenous people, yeah. For not just speaking to the Pope, but for forgiving him, even letting him wear their traditional headdress. That was amazing. It was gracious, you know? Unless they were just setting him up for a trap. You know, it's like, we let bygones be bygones. Please accept this headdress, snap photo, and you're canceled, mother <laughs> We've got you, cultural appropriation. <laughs> they didn't do that, but it would have been funny. Now, uh, apparently, in addition to the apology, the church has also agreed to pay a settlement for what they did, which I think is fantastic, especially on the tribe for actually insisting on it. You know, because so many people's lives have been destroyed and a generation was thrust into poverty. So, uh, sorry is nice, but money goes a long way, yeah. In fact, you know what? They should put, I'm sorry, in the caption of the Venmo payment. That's what they should do. <laughs> and not just the church, not just the church. Yeah, I think this should be for everyone. All those governments around the world, you know, who've stolen land from people. Like in Africa, we've seen this all the time, right? England is always like, we're so sorry, we pillaged and plundered your country of all your natural resources. And Africans are like, oh, okay, okay. Can we have our diamonds back? And it's like, oh, but they're already in the crown, yeah. <laughs> oh, we can't take it out, we can't. A crown without jewels, that's just a hat, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad. Do something about it. Oh, and speaking of people uh, who are gonna need to apologize for a lot in the future, Vladimir Putin, back in the news. Oh, I guess he's never left. Ever since he decided to inherit Eastern Ukraine, Russia <laughs> and the rest of Western, you know, the rest of the West, really, have been going through the 21st century's most savage breakup. Right? There's been threats, uh, there's been sanctions, and just today, Russia really escalates tensions by making big cuts to the amount of gas that it will send through its pipelines to Europe. Yeah. Now, they're saying that this is because of mechanical issues. Yeah. But I'm sure this is mechanical issues, the same way someone breaks up with you because you deserve better. You know? 
Yeah, just be honest and say you can't see a future with someone who wears Crocs to nice restaurants, Debbie. <laughs> Justin Bieber wears them now. Anyway, on top of all of that, Russia has decided to extend this beef into space. This just into CNN. Russia says this morning that it is preparing to pull out of the International Space Station. That's a big deal. A space agency official told Vladimir Putin it will leave the ISS, quote, after 2024. This withdrawal would be a major blow to the ISS, which has served as a model for international cooperation for decades. Russia says it will start building its own orbiting outpost instead. Wow. Russia is officially pulling out of the International Space Station, which nobody asked them to do. We said pull out of Ukraine, not the space station. <laughs> this is a Google Translate issue. What's going on here? <laughs> and you might not realize this, but this is actually bad news because Russia helps to operate the space station, which I didn't know about. <laughs> no, what I mean, like, I don't know about you, but am I the only one who's shocked by how many things are connected to Russia in the world? Right? Like the world's energy supply, uh, Africa's food supply, space travel, minerals for our electronics. Soon we're gonna find out that Russia provides the sound for sneezes and without them, we can't complete the action. Huh? Huh? <laughs> no chew for you. <laughs> and by the way, I don't know why they call it an international space station it doesn't seem very international. It's basically just Russians and Americans up there. There are like 200 other countries in the world. It's not an international space station. Like how come there are no African countries up there, huh? Why? Because we'd start playing soccer and accidentally kick the ball through the window and everyone would get sucked into space? I mean, that's a fair point, but still, why? <laughs> so yeah, the Russians are leaving the space station. And although they think this is pretty cool, good luck to them making a dramatic exit when there's zero gravity. <laughs> unless you want to feel the full force of Mother Russia. That's right, you cannot mess with us. Ha ha! Okay, can somebody push me towards the door? Push me. Just, just push me toward, push me toward, I can, I want to make dramatic exit. This, okay, this is not exit I was hoping for. Just, I'm just floating around like idiot right now. Just, okay, imagine you're crying and I'm gone, bitch. Imagine, imagine the pain. Imagine the pain. Back when Joe Biden was elected, one of his biggest promises was the Build Back Better bill, a plan that promised to make everything in America better. That's why the better was in the name. Yeah, it was going to uh, rebuild the roads, fix the climate, reduce inequality, and it was even gonna give you another shot with your high school crush. Yeah, like this time I won't eat prunes before assembly. Now, all of that depended on getting every Democrat's vote in the Senate. But there was always one senator who refused to play ball, Joe Manchin, West Virginia senator and man who definitely has a photo on the fridge of him holding a fish. No matter what the Democrats offered him, Joe Manchin was blocking all attempts, like an Appalachian Mutombo. No, no, y'all. And so it seemed that Joe Biden's agenda, very much like Joe Biden himself, was basically dead. But then last night, this happened. New tonight, Democratic Senators Joe Manchin and Chuck Schumer announcing a deal on a bill that was all but dead. You almost never see this in Washington. You never see Washington surprised like it is this morning. Democratic Senator Joe Manchin 
announced he has struck a deal with Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. This is a major piece of legislation that they say would pay down the national debt, cut health care costs, fight climate change, and battle inflation. It is the product of secret negotiations over a package that until yesterday appeared to be dead. Two weeks after walking away from a climate deal, West Virginia Democrat Joe Manchin embraced one last night with a compromise dubbed the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. I can't believe it. <laughs> Joe Manchin agreed to vote for a bill? which means Democrats might actually get something done. Am I dreaming? And if so, what a boring dream. And also, what a week for Joe Biden, huh? First he defeated COVID, then he defeated low expectations. Look at you, Joe! Look at you! But yeah, in a surprise announcement, Joe Manchin released a statement saying that he is on board with Build Back Better, except he's calling it the Inflation Reduction Act. Yeah, and I'll be honest, I don't think anyone cares what it's called as long as it's a good bill. You know, he can, he can call it the, the everyone's, except Joe Manchin's got a small dick act and <laughs> I don't care. I'll just be like, well, at least my dick's gonna see a better climate. <laughs> but I think, I think this has taught us all an important lesson. Everyone was so mad at Joe Manchin, calling him names, letting their anger take over, writing him off as a villain, and it worked. Nice job, everyone, nice work, yeah. Now, just to be clear, just to be clear, this bill isn't uh, everything that Joe Biden once wanted, but it's still a pretty big deal, right? It lowers prescription drug prices, it forces big corporations to pay the taxes that they owe, but maybe, but maybe the most important part of the bill is what it does to fight climate change. This would be the largest U.S. climate change legislation ever. The centerpiece, about $370 billion worth of clean energy tax incentives and grants, including $7,500 tax credits for many Americans who buy electric cars. It's going to uh, try to reduce carbon emissions by 40% by 2030. This was something that many Senate Democrats simply did not think would be included in any sort of legislation they could get through. But it's not all green energy. In a win for Joe Manchin, the bill also opens millions of acres of public land for new oil and gas production. Yeah, that's right. Tons of money to fight climate change, but also some fossil fuel stuff too. You know, just to keep mother nature on her toes. <laughs> but overall, overall, this is a huge investment in alternative forms of energy, wind, solar, and they're even gonna be researching new forms of energy. Nobody knows what it could be. Yeah, in 10 years, we could be charging our phones with the power of dance. Yeah, yeah, ah, ah, that's right, yeah. 7%, keep going, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got this, I got this, hey, 10%, hey. We're charge all our devices. I'm just thinking, you know what's funny is, is that if that does happen, some white people are gonna be uncharging their phones. He's <laughs> gonna be like, what, what's happening? Wait, why am, I, why, am I, why am I losing power? What's going on here? What, I'm dancing, what's going on? What's, what's happening here? What's happening? 
But hey, this is a huge win for the Democrats. And now, obviously, obviously, please remember, this is the Democratic Party, so there is still uh, plenty of ways for this thing to fall apart, you know? <laughs> yeah, House Democrats could come out against it. Kirsten Sinema could come out against it. Joe Manchin could come out tomorrow and oppose the bill just out of habit. But <laughs> if it does get through, this could be the legislative victory that the Democrats need to ride into the midterms and only lose the House by 200 seats. I believe in you, Democrats! Before we go, please consider supporting RespectAbility, an organization that works to create systemic change in how society views and values people with disabilities. If you wanna help them lobby for better policies and train organizations to empower people with disabilities, then please donate at the link below. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar, Braving the Elements on Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcasts.